evaluation that coming apart and breaking down in front of my friends and telling them what had happened was such a cathartic and important part of the process. And what you brought up, that sadness, that coming apart. I think, you know, when we think of battlegrounds, we think of the warrior, we think of the fighter, but the fighter came from those tears and those that 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 just that devastation, you know? That's what makes you a good warrior is yeah. that you can come apart and put yourself back together again and take on the world once more. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. People, we have a podcast for you, and this one <laughs> is going to be good, just like the rest of them. <laughs> okay, listen, this is Standards and Battlegrounds. We decided to call it that simply because that's what this is about. It's about <laughs> you having a stand, and sometimes you got to have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of fight for what you want, and that doesn't mean fighting someone else that means sometimes fighting yourself and uh evan and i both have our own little experiences of this which we're going to get into but i want to say this one thing i have been working on and i love that you suggested evan calling this standards and battlegrounds because i love the battlegrounds part but that fight with myself to hold my standards high and uh, i'm going to get into that a little bit but you know what i found was that i really had to push myself to hold those standards because it's so easy to settle sometimes because you know like life can pressure you and make you go like well I can take this for now or I could do this temporarily yeah and y- you know there is that urge and and you know sometimes it means getting out of some other pain or some some other discomfort yeah and, and it can be difficult so anyway we'll get into that that I want to share a bit of that as we get into it but I feel like this is something that people you know battle with all the time yeah and and also the I'm going to want to get into the opposite side of the spectrum too because there are people who just who just cannot move on their standards as well you know there's always there's a balance and there's and there's the extremes right so we're going to navigate a little bit of that I mean something that you had just said as in that beautiful introduction Brandon <laughs> um, talking about you know like because you brought up the the idea of like your standards and what happens is when you start to let them slip right you let them go and you let them go and that's the thing is like you know one leads to the next to the next to the next to the next and next thing you know you your life doesn't look anything like what you want yes <laughs> i love that like you put anything, it like anything it like does it want. slips away on you you know it's one little compromise here one little compromise there and all of a sudden you know all these compromises they add up into something and pretty soon you're compromising in a lot more areas than you think and one compromise makes it a little easier to do the next you know there's a there's a a term in philosophy and you know it's called a slippery slope so when you when you create something, it becomes a slippery slope. And what happens is that you start to slide down that slope and it just starts going further and further and further. And I feel like 
and I'm going to say that feeling, it's a feel like, you know, you lose a little bit of your standards and it, and it's just like you, you start to lose a grip on what actually matters to you. Mm-hmm. And it can, it, it, it doesn't, you don't know when it happens. Like at first you're like, I can make this compromise. It's okay. I'm under control and you don't think you're slipping, but you don't realize that that little slip is getting you to go further and further down that hill. And pretty soon you're down the mountain that you work so hard to climb. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this isn't, I'm not going to say that this is always the case, but you know, it's like you go further into it, you know, it's like, it can be anger. You know, it comes up as anger. You know, you're just angry for some reason. And mm. you recognize your anger. It's like, well, why am I angry? It's like, well, it's because I'm, and then you realize you're resentful. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm resentful of, you know, other people's success. I'm resentful of how things are in the world. You know, all kinds of blame and stuff is going on. And then you get down into it and you just realize that you're just sad. Yeah. You know, like that's like that. That's something that that I've I've wrestled with before. It's like because, you know, you think you're angry and it's just you come down to it. And it's like what's really going on is I'm just sad. Mm. And part of the reason why I'm sad is because, you know, I'm not doing the things that I care about and yeah. I'm not holding things up to a certain place. I'm not communicating what I want you know, and, and actually I think that you go back a few episodes and you listen to our talk about boundaries. That's a, that's probably a good companion to this one too. Sure. Yeah. That's, you know, it's great. You bring up that feeling like, like talking about what the feelings are because you know, I, I learned that sadness comes up when we believe that when we begin to feel that there is no possibility anymore, that's commonly why we get sad. So like when mm. someone dies, the reason why we get sad is because we recognize that we can't spend more time with them. We can't like it's it's over, you know, mm-hmm. sadness is a part of it's it's part of the grief process. But sadness can come up when we get to a place where we don't believe we have an option or we don't believe we can move out of this. Yeah. And we can become sad. And I think, you know, sadness is kind of when you find yourself at the bottom of the hill. You know, you've you've taken that slippery slope and your standards are so low. You're just like you feel really defeated. I, I want to say this though. I, I've been there. That's actually weirdly a great place to be, because actually when you hit that rock yeah. bottom point, it is a turning point usually for people where they begin to raise their standards. Yeah. And I want to also share that my standards are very high right now, and there's like my life is excellent at this point. <laughs> like it's excellent. There are a few little things that I'm working out, but for the most part, I've held my standards high. But from the start of this year to now, which is basically the end of the year, it took me like 12 months, like 11, 10, 12 months to climb and crawl my way back here. Because start of the year, man, like I was nearly destitute. I was like, I was in a troubled spot. I, I, I you know, and, and whatever, life happens, you know. But yeah. I realized that like, for example, let me just share this. I had to find a new place to live. I didn't have enough money to afford a place to live. You guys actually put me up for two weeks because it was between either you guys putting me up for two weeks or me basically living in the equivalent of a crack den. Like, I'm not (laughs) kidding. There was a place down the street and it was a teardown and they had this room that was like (laughs) leaking and I was considering taking it because I was like, man, I'm like in such a tough spot here. And so I, I I said, you know, you guys put me up for two weeks. 
I said, in those two weeks, I'm going to get myself enough money to, to get a place that's acceptable. And I did. And I found a great place to live, you know. Um, and then that place was actually, it was a house, but it was a teardown. So I could only live there for a few weeks. But it was a great house that was being teared down. It wasn't a dump. Yeah. And then I climbed to my next place. And then, you know, and I, and I worked and now like I have like this brand new like condo, like 18th floor, like it's night and day, man. Like I'm living in a, basically a palace, like a pristine palace. And I was earlier this year about to live in a fucking crack den, basically. Like it was so terrible. Like just to say that that was standards and battlegrounds, man, I fucking fought for this, you know, and I feel so good in myself. But I want to say that if anybody's sad and you're feeling defeated and you feel like you don't have an option, hang in there, like, like find that fight. And that's why I love that you call the battlegrounds because it is a fight, man. When you're down and out, it's hard. But, you know, I, I hope that this podcast is one of those things where sometimes you listen to it and it's just that thing you need to like inspire you to like go like I can do this, you know? Yeah. And and I try to be that model because I feel like for me, so many times in my life I just needed someone to model for me what's possible. Yeah. So I share that because, you know, we go through hard times in life. And dude, I don't know how I slipped to the point where I got myself into that position. Like I can I can follow the plot line. But I was doing pretty well before that, and then I got myself into this spot. And it was me like compromising on not doing my work, maybe taking on some clients I shouldn't have taken on, doing things that were actually hurting me, but I was compromising my standards. And then eventually yeah. I woke up one day and I'm like, holy shit, like I've let this slip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so interesting, like what you said about that low point, like that's, I mean, you talk about the craft of storytelling. Like it's so, it's like the low point. Like there's yeah. a, like it's always usually a great story. It's always like where's that moment where it's just they've hit they've hit their rock bottom. Yeah. You know, and what's a, a funny thing about that is sometimes it's like you've just gotta you just gotta go with it because sometimes you're on that battleground and you're at that low point and you're and you've got to just sort of you kind of just got to let yourself get obliterated by it sometimes Mm -hmm. like in 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 a kind of way it doesn't mean you be self-destructive i mean sometimes it's actually just allowing yourself to be like wow i am in a shitty place right now and i feel like shit and like i don't know how this happened like so many like nobody ever plans for things to go to shit but they we find ourselves suddenly in that position of how did this go to shit how did this happen how did i get here yeah and i think that for myself sometimes when i've been in that position and i've been fighting it I've been fighting it. It's like, no, 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 no. You're like, you're, you're okay. Just keep, just keep pushing. Just keep on, you know, whatever. And then it's actually, it was the letting go that helped me to move past it because it was me not actually recognizing the place that I was at. It was oh, me. so the fight. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying like you were, you weren't uh, acknowledging where you were. You were like in denial. Yeah. Yeah. It was in yeah. denial. It's like essentially, in, but it can take on this mask of you know being this fighter and being this warrior it's like i'm gonna mm. i'm just gonna fight through this when really what i need to do was to come apart mm. like i actually needed needed that space to come apart 
And it's in that space that suddenly it's just like, you know what? I can't let this happen anymore. I can't behave in this way anymore. I can't let people treat me like this anymore. You know, like it's suddenly it's like the, the, the standards that we're talking about, like become very, very clear. Mm. Right. But it's only through the coming apart by it. Right. Because otherwise I'm just continuing to, to make compromises and let things slide and say that things are OK that are not OK yeah anymore and and so sometimes that low point is the place where it's just like you've just got to kind of let yourself be obliterated by it yeah and then as our mythological storytellers of the years have said that's that's sort of like it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes absolutely right? it's yeah. just like that's it's a beautiful part of of our history as as a humanity right there's this beautiful story about you know this bottom point and then rising back up again i love that you brought that up you know it's it's interesting because i'm talking about the fight and you're climbing and you're building yourself up and you brought in such a key element that could have been missed which is that falling apart and coming apart because i'm not going to go into the details of this right now i don't feel like that's something i'm i want to talk about yet but when i showed up at your place you remember we sat on the couch um Kat was here, you were here, her sister was here, and I told you guys what had happened, what I just discovered, and I bawled my eyes out. And it was so hard for me. And I think about it in this moment, and it breaks my heart. And this was stuff, this basically, for the audience who isn't getting the specifics, I found something out that just shocked me right down to my boots, you know? And it, it was devastating information, and it totally changed my perspective of certain people in my life who maybe I was looking at for guidance or advice. And uh, I had to come apart. And I came apart, you guys let me have that. I had my, my, my moment, and then it was literally the phoenix, like rising from the ashes, because everything that actually got me to the point I was in was a lot to do with that information that was discovered, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I know I'm being cryptic for our audience and you guys are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's so mysterious. <laughs> so what happened? But, so, you know, I just don't want to get into it yet. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I just don't. But um, something happened. Information was revealed. It changed my idea and perspective of certain relationships and people. And I had to reevaluate my life. But I think from that reevaluation, that coming apart and breaking down in front of my friends and telling them what had happened, was such a cathartic and important part of the process. And what you brought up, that sadness, that coming apart. I think, you know, when we think of battlegrounds, we think of the warrior, we think of the fighter, but the fighter came from those tears and those, that, 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 just that devastation, you know? That's what makes you a good warrior, is yeah. that you can come apart and put yourself back together again and take on the world once more. Yeah. And that's, I think, a beautiful part about the mythological idea of story, too. The yeah. character comes apart, rebuilds himself or herself, and then climbs back up to whatever yeah. they are meant to be. But yeah. it's like that's often that is where the battle is being waged. It's like this hanging, you're in this battle of hanging on and letting go. Right. Right. That's and it's the actually, part. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, <laughs> and oddly enough, the battle is to let go. Mm. You know, that's what you battle your way to. Until you finally let go and then usually at the end of that, you know, yeah, you have a good, good cry or an emotional, you know, catharsis. Yeah. And you go, oh, 
why didn't I just do that? <laughs> why didn't I just let that go a yeah. long time ago? But you know, it's some, that's that's just part of our our nature. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes we just we've got to make things hard on ourselves like that. Well, I think you know a lot of things get into it. It's like pride and it's this idea of who we think we have to be or maybe we're trying to be strong for someone else or maybe we think that um, our weakness somehow hurts us. But, you know, every person has a weakness. We all have things like... We're all I vulnerable. Mean, we're all vulnerable and we don't know how much. Like, you know, I, I, I've been going through this thing and it's it's kind of resolving itself now, but I went through this thing here where my sciatic nerve got pinched because of... Something happened in my back, and then I resolved that, and then the sciatic nerve was so intense. Um, and that pain, that pain in my body, and it was so intense, man. It was like unbearable. And when the pain started going away, when I finally got my body back, I was like, holy shit, was I taking my health for granted. Like, it was like a bit of a health scare because I was yeah. like, I can't even, like, like, I can't even stand all day, you know. Um, because this is just, I can't even stand for a while because this is hurting so much. And I, I, I don't know how to explain how much joy I feel right now because my body is like in, in alignment more and it's more at peace and I'm not feeling that pain. But right now you might be thinking like, oh, my life's shit, but you're not realizing what you have. And sometimes, and I say this, like, I've been saying this a lot in our recent podcast but I really do believe that sometimes you need pain to make you recognize what you have. Mm-hmm. You, and and, sure and when you lose yeah. something, hopefully you don't lose it forever. Like I had this, like what I'd call a bit of a health scare because my back and the sciatic nerve and it was lasting so long. I didn't know if it was going to go away or what's going to happen. I was like, shit, man. Like if I have to live with this for the rest of my life or, you know, went yeah. to the doctor. Doctor's like, this might take five to six months to resolve. And I was like, holy shit, you know, um, and, and it really made me go, okay, man, like you have your health, you can walk around like without pain, you better appreciate that because you don't realize how valuable that is. And I think part of, um, having standards and having this, um, idea of what you want, you need to also take account of what you've already established for yourself. Cause if that went Man, like I'll tell you, I would pay any money to resolve that pain. Like yeah. there was a point where I was like, take all my money. I don't care. Just take all of it. If you can make this pain go away, like take it all. Because yeah. I will start again from scratch just to get rid of this pain. Because yeah. health, you don't realize how valuable it is until it's gone, man. And you don't realize how oh, yeah. valuable some of the people are in your life until they're gone. So try and wake up to that sooner than having to go through. And I did. Unfortunately, I had to go through the pain because I was not appreciating it. Yeah. 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 It's like even, even, yeah, like pain can be an extraordinary thing that shines like some perspective for us. But I mean, even if like, I even sometimes find I appreciate my health after like having a cold. Yeah. Or something, you know, just being knocked out for a day or two with a cold. And then suddenly there's like that day when you can get up and you go outside. And you're like, oh, oh my God. Like, you can breathe clearly. You breathe you're like, it's, you just feel like a different, like, like life has just returned again, you know? And then very quickly you get used to it and you take it for granted. But yeah. um, um, I, I'm going to just switch some gears here a little okay, bit do it. here. Yeah, go for so, it. So 
you brought up this idea of like, let's talk about standards. I said, yeah, you know what? Let's roll with it. Because I just uh, talked a little bit about this with with my students in, in my own way. I was teaching, teaching an acting class. And part of what I try to do when I'm teaching, especially when I get to a certain point, is I don't want them to look to me for validation. I try and start to build things into the process that, and it's, it's created in a way that this will start to happen, but I want my students to be aware of what's happened before I even say anything. Hmm. And they're starting to, to do that. And it's like, oh yeah, no, I, I know like this is what, what happened. I said, well, that's fantastic because even for myself, like these people are coming to see me as a teacher. Some like they're coming to me for something. They're looking to me to teach them something to, you know, as some kind of, I hate to use the word authority. <laughs> <laughs> and my thing is ultimately that they, they are the authority. You are the authority on, on you and what you do. And we were getting into this discussion based on kind of the scene that had just happened. And then there's a question of like, okay, well, what happens when, you know, we get out there and we're like, we're in theater, we're in film, what have you. And I was saying to them, look, the thing is, is that when you get out there, you might have a director who goes like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, yeah, that was great what you did. It's fantastic. Only you will know what's good enough for you. You need to be the one who's just like, give me another shot at that, mm. right? At the level of work, because that's the thing is, is there's so many people who are not going to keep you at that place, you know? And so I try to instill a certain standard and mm. sometimes I push a little bit. I push where I can. I never try and, you know, break people down. That's not my MO. Yeah. But to push people into where they're a little bit uncomfortable, right? Keep working because the thing is, is that once they discover what they're capable of and once they're, they discover how much that they are aware of in their own work and their own ability, the more that opens up, they're the ones who knows what that is. I can't tell them what that is, right? I can only tell them what I see. And so on that level, I'm just like, well, look, I'm still just some guy to a certain degree, you know, and and maybe I'm a little bit more informed, a little bit more in, uh, insightful and intuitive about some of this stuff than than others are. But some people won't be. Yeah. Some people won't be there to like say like, no, you you've got better in you than what you just did. Mm. I know you've got it right some people are just going to let it slide. Yeah. And just let it back to that word. Just like, just like, no, that's fine. And then that's up to you to go, do I let this slide? Was that good enough for me? This is about integrity. I'm realizing this conversation. So much about integrity. You know, what this is reminding me of is directing and thinking about the pressure you have as a director to get your shots done and close the day out on time. Mm -hmm. and how you're trying I mean for me I put a lot of weight in acting it's just 
part of my background and I really believe in it. I think it's important. Some directors don't. They're more concerned about getting it visually looking a certain way and other technical things. Acting is a big thing for me. And one of the things that you have to understand as an actor, and I'll just tell you this from a director point of view, if you are an actor, is that as a director, we have pressures to get our shots done and we got to close them out. We have to close scenes out in a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So if we only give you one or two or three takes, it's because we're trying to move on and go forward. If you're at a moment where you really feel like you could go further or something happened, what you need to do is go to the director, go to whoever, if you're on a bigger set, maybe you can't, you know, whatever, but try to get that communication across that like, look, what do you feel about that really honestly? And and really, if you do this all the time, it's not going to be good. Like it'll be bad because yeah, you, yeah. you won't get, li- it's you won't get listened to. But there's moments, maybe it's your close up, maybe it's your thing, maybe it's an important moment, maybe you're just grabbing a watch off a counter, but there's something about that watch that's really important and they're not getting that. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell the people, right? And you got to hold that standard. And what happens is, People will appreciate it if you're coming to them with something of real value. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming to, say, the production with insecurity, it's going to get annoying where you're like, was that too yeah. good? And I don't know if it's good and blah, blah, blah. You got to decide. And I love that you bring in the acting side because, and I think this relates to other things, but. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. As an actor, standards can only be upheld, in my opinion, not just as an actor anybody but i'm using this in reference to acting but standards can only be upheld with confidence if you have insecurity those are not standards those are insecurities and that's a very important difference like you need and the way i look at it is this how i look at it does this create value for what we're doing or does this try to like serve my ego or my pride because if it's your ego and your pride it's bullshit yeah but if it's actually bringing value and you're seeing something that's missing and you're realizing that you can add that then do it fight for that yeah but if it's just to kind of like go like i don't know if that's good and i'm worried yeah no don't do that that's not that's not standards that's bullshit yeah mm-hmm. and that comes with yeah really like knowing yourself yes you know and and not seeking that validation, which is such a crucial thing for for artists. I mean, it's, and in, it's, it's in not just in art, it's in relationships. Oh, yeah. you but, know? And like, it's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things for us to do as people, you know, totally. because we're all, we want that external validation. But it's like really it's and this is so interesting because like standards, I'm realizing like what, yeah. like what standards are to a certain degree here, which is like to me, it's like standards is standing in your integrity. I think that's crucial. It's not it's not standing in in idealisms or should be's or oughts. It's your integrity. Mm-hmm. It is where you stand and that's where the battleground, you know, comes into place. It's like what is is the battle that you're willing to fight? Right. Where you know? and where, you know um there's a term in in war or in uh, like military which I think can relate cuz we're using battlegrounds. Hold the line. You know, so yeah. much about this is hold the line. And what hold the line means is do not let the enemy pass this point. Do not compromise here. Fight for your life. Die on the line. Yeah. You know, and I think when you have standards, you're like, there is no fucking way I'm going to move. This is it. This is where I stand. And you either have to fire me, kill me, push me out of the way. But there is no way. 
And I remember there was a moment I was I was dating somebody and I was younger. I was 23 years old. I remember this very specifically. We're walking back to my place and this big dog, not leashed, no owner, nothing, comes running at us and it's barking and like it's it's coming hard and hot. And I put her behind me. I kind of put her, I pushed my arm, kind of put her behind me. And I looked at that dog right in the eye and I said, no. And that dog stopped in its tracks and it looked at me. It stopped barking. It stopped everything. And I looked at it and I said, no. And it turned and it literally just walked away calmly. And it was one of those moments where it was like, I was so protective of this person that I was like, you are going to have to fight me if you're going to get to her. Like I was just so clearly, this is not going to happen. Yeah. And it, it, it was, it, I remember that moment so specifically because it was like, if I had a kid, it would be the same way, you know? It's like this, it's this, it's this thing inside of all of us, I believe. And where you just go, absolutely fucking not. Like, you have to go through me before this changes. And like, it's the stuff you're willing to get fired for, where you're willing to get <laughs> kicked out for, broken up for. You don't care. You will not bend on that. And I think that people will respect that. You know, yeah. and, and this is a dog that's coming at us hard and hot and big and, and doesn't have any, you know, there's no restriction. But that dog, like there, there, that dog, like I looked in the eye and I remember this moment like Crystal and it's like, I looked it in the eye and that dog and I had a moment and that dog realized, okay, this is it. This is the line. Like this is not, and, and it's, animals are so interesting that way because I feel yeah. like people are the same, but animals they don't have bullshit about it. <laughs> you know, they don't talk their way out of it. They don't yeah. say, oh, yeah, I didn't really care. Make some pride <laughs> bullshit, you know. <laughs> dogs just, or dogs or animals, they just yeah. respond, you know. They just, and, and you know, anyway, whatever. I'm getting off topic. You yeah. get my point. Yeah, no, I know. I, but it, it's good. You open up some, some good stuff. I yeah. want to riff off of that. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it's, it's really, what are those things, and... I want to ex go into the opposite side of this a little bit now too. Sure. Because I think that there are also the people who are their standards, quote unquote standards. Um, they like extend well beyond what's reasonable. It's completely inflexible, mm -hmm. you know, and my way or the highway. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's not standards. That's just tyranny. You yeah, know, that's or like, like being a in control and need yeah, to control or something. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's not a healthy thing for that person as an individual or for anyone else who's around them. And I mean just continuing off of, you know, using artistic mediums, uh, especially something like in acting or film and television, theater, that sort of thing. It's such a collaborative process. So music as well, you know, you're in a band, you've got to collaborate. Yeah. Right? And it really is about knowing those places where you're willing to fight for something, but it's got to come from somewhere, you know, not some abstract idea. It's because there is some conviction in you about this song. Mm. No, this song has to communicate this. It has to have this mm. with it. Or, you know, in this scene, you know, this has to come across to the audience. We have to see this element, you know, like there are, and you might have your own barking dogs who come up, you know, running and say, no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. And you've got to be the one to say, no, listen, you know, and 
you have a place that you're coming from. I think that's always, that's where you find a certain sense of, of strength and calm when whenever you're creating something is when you're coming from that place of standing in your integrity with what you're trying to say, what you're trying to do, coming from that that real heart place is that whatever happens, you can at least be you can at least be confident, you can at least feel good about what you did and why you did it. Mm. You know, no matter what the outcome is, you yes. can say, you know what, I did what I what was the right thing to do, and I would do the same thing again. Yes, you know, even if it has negative consequences, it's that you can't you can't fool yourself, right? The other the opposite direction. You know, you can't compromise your integrity and feel good about it afterwards. Yeah. It, do- it, it doesn't do- work. It doesn't work that way. No. But that's where it's like learning to know. It's like, okay, maybe you had an idea in your in your mind, you know, because this is, especially in art, you know, it's like, oh, I had this idea. And I want it to come out this way. But creativity and creation has a whole way of kind of throwing some fucking wrenches into, into that type of thing. And you have to learn to move with that as well. Mm. And I think maybe the best way to look at it is... Especially if, like, for example, you, you're a director and you have an actor who's bringing something that you didn't imagine for it, right? And they're pleading their kind of case for why, for what they see and why they think that this is the way that it's going down. Mm. That person is actually trying to help you uphold your standard. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're working with great people, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you're working with great people and everyone's working towards the same thing, I mean, that's a beautiful thing because everyone's upholding a standard. Everyone's upholding something. And sometimes you've got it. That means like, okay, you know what? I trust you. And I think you're right. You know, like you're, you're, you're standing stronger in, in your position than I feel like I can stand in mine. Right. You know, and that's where we can just say, let it go. Because if you were to, if you were to fight it any further, then to me, that's like, now is, this is an ego game. We're getting into, into, you know, a pissing contest, right? Like, I just want it because this is how I want it. Yeah. You know. I know I kind of went off there. But <laughs> well, you bring I up, jumped around. I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, it's, okay, two things. One is that you bring up a really good point that I, what I'm realizing as we're having this conversation is how much pride and ego comes into cloud what are considered standards. And, you know, it's a ego and pride kind of, they're really just to self-serve they're about your image. They're about control. They're really about a bunch of bullshit. That's not standards, and people call that standards, and that's not standards. Yeah. The other side of it is that standards, what I'm realizing more and more, is like you you got to be upholding a value or it's something you believe in. It's not about you, although it might serve you. It's not about you. And I think where we need to check ourselves is where our ego and our pride get into it. What I'm really kind of discovering as we go through this is that I'm thinking about myself here for a moment. When I'm upholding my standards, 
I wasn't going like, I need this so that people think this about me. And I was just like, I will not live in this environment anymore. I will not do it. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable to me. It's not okay. Um, you know, I, I had to stay temporarily in a place um, where I, I discovered partway through that it was leaking into the, into the room I was in. Like, I was living in a shitty environment. It's unacceptable. And it was an older place and, you know, and, and it was an oversight, but whatever, either way. And what I said to myself, I said, okay, like I, I went through that experience. I'm not doing that again. And it was very short. It was only really for a couple of weeks, but I had to live in a place temporarily where it was leaking into my bedroom and, uh, you know, it was making it damp in there and whatever. And I, I went through the pain of that and I went, absolutely not. I'm not living in that. And then when I was looking for new places to live, my standards of what was acceptable, like there was a few things on the list and I'm going to bring this up just because I feel like it relates. One thing, I want to live in a safe area. It's very important to me. I don't want to be around drug addicts. I don't want to be around (laughs) criminals. I don't want to be around the homeless. I don't. And I get that they're out there. I don't want to live in that environment. It's not my environment. It's not where I want to be. I don't, I don't care. Everybody's got their struggle. Um, It's not going to happen. It needs to be a safe area. Next thing is things need to be kept in in good condition good quality and the building can't be old like any signs of leakage any signs of any of that crap and what i really wanted was i wanted new and i wanted something that was you know and i i had and i just started to develop an image in my mind of what i wanted and and i think this is where i i'm going to bring it another way there's standards and there's idealism mm-hmm. and sometimes you you go okay i won't go lower than the standard I might not be able to get my ideal, but I can get somewhere between my standard and my ideal. Mm -hmm. So what I would say now is like the place I'm living in is not just my standard. This is closer to my ideal. It's not, there were places that I could have taken that were even bigger and better, but more expensive. But there was a certain point where it's like, I don't need that. I mean, yeah, sure. I'd love to have an extra bedroom. I'd love to have a bigger balcony, a a better view, all these things that I could do. More money, more money, more money. But there was a certain point where I said, okay, let's cut it off here. Like, how much do you need? You know, I think standards are basically, this is where it is your base. This is where it's acceptable and anything below that is not. The battlegrounds don't just take you to your standards. They take you beyond your standards. But also... You, you brought up earlier idealism. Some, like, sure, we'd all love to live in a 10,000 square foot mansion or something like that by <laughs> the water with the perfect view, you know, yeah. and all this stuff. But like, come on, do you really need that? You know, there's a certain yeah. point where you don't, have, you know, and I think standards and idealism, you find a, a middle ground. But standards are as low as you will go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Standards is that like place that, yeah, that you, you won't go past yes. this point. But it doesn't yeah, mean you have to settle con- at your standard. You could go beyond it, but it's just, you will not go below it. Yeah. yeah. It's an un, it's an unacceptable compromise. Yes. Right. And because yeah, like ideals. But you got to like, make some compromises. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because just not on your standards. Are you, yeah. Yeah. Cause like the thing is, is also just like, cause I wanted to go into this a little bit, you know, it's like, even if you're a person with you know, and money was like no object, right? Like it's just a little thought experiment to go on here. Sure. And you're like, well, I can have whatever I want, right? I, you're, you can have your ideals. You can have, uh, you know, your dream house built from the ground up, 
you know, on a private island or, you know, in the middle of, of the woods somewhere, whatever. And your ideals are immediately going to be like given a shot, right? Like, because it's like, well, how, you know, this thing's going to probably take longer to build than you want it to. Yeah. You know, and there's certain yeah, things that you don't point. have control. Like that's just to start with. But I mean, let's say, even okay, so now your, your dream house is built, right? And now you're living in this place. It's not going to be long before suddenly you're just like, you know what? <laughs> I like this. You know, this. I like that. This room. Yeah, I would like this. You know, this doesn't quite <laughs> actually work anymore. You know, I don't quite like, you know, that's that's like the, the sort of insidious nature of our ideals sometimes is that it's just like they'll never be met. Mm-hmm. And then we're never happy. Right. Because you know, we're always chasing, chasing a dragon of some kind. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, if only this, if only that, if only this. Yeah, man. Well, another thing, and I'll bring this up. Once you raise your standards and you get used to those standards, your standards will begin to get used to that. And then you won't, you know, you'll raise your standards up. Like if you're in a, if you're in a place in your life where you're in a growth place, for example, you're making more money and you can make even more money and you can do, you know, things like that kind of a position that I'm in at the moment. Um, I'm going, okay, well, this year I'm going to take this place, but next year I might actually have a lot more money. I could actually take the bigger place. Um, I think what happens now is, and I know this will happen. What I've done now is I've kind of created a, this is, this is kind of where I want to be now, but I, what'll happen is you won't want to go lower, which was initially an ideal starts to become the standard and your standards will raise. When I was at my low point earlier this year and I was considering living in basically this leaky apartment with a bunch of guys that were like kind of slobs in a teardown um, and I was seriously considering that as an option for me and I would do it. You know, I don't have pride over it like I, I would do it if it was necessary. But there's there's a certain thing where you can you need to do whatever you need to do to get by like and i think this is a important part of the conversation sometimes you need to work with what you have to get by because that's the best you can do at that moment and you got to utilize everything you have to the best of its ability but when you have standards sometimes you you're not able to have what you want for example i have the brand new iphone iphone 11 pro right like it's like the full hard drive everything's the best on it best phone you can possibly get at least for an iphone and i saved and i worked and i made this happen and it was was an investment it was a big thing for me but i was like this is something i want it's for my business for myself it's whatever it is a bit of a luxury but it's also something that's for me and it took me a few months to get there but while i had a shitty phone i was like i will not get some other crappy phone in the meantime. I will work with this shitty phone until I can afford the phone I want. And I wanna say that part of standards is sometimes you're dealing with what you have until you can get to where you want. Mm -hmm. And that means that you're gonna temporarily put up with like, my phone was broken, it barely worked, I couldn't text because part of the screen was broken on my old phone. Um, I had to speak to text if I wanted to text anybody. It basically did text message and calling, and that was like basically it. And I had a, a broken ass phone, right? But I was like, 
I'm going to deal with the pain of this phone until I get the phone I want. And I made it work. And because there was a few times I could have taken another phone, I could have spent a few hundred bucks there. But I was like, that's a few hundred bucks off the phone I want. And I just would not compromise on it. So what I'm saying is that the battleground part of holding your standards is to get to the standard you want, you got to fight for that. You don't just to get to say like, these are my standards, I'm doing this for now. It's like, no, you gotta fight for that. You don't just get to say, this is my standard and you get to have it. Not always. Sometimes you gotta be like, I'm in a shitty place. I wanna be in a better place. But you don't get to snap your fingers, make that happen. That might be six months of work. That might be three months of work. That might be six years of work. But you decide, okay, I'm going to fight and grind and figure out how to get there and do that. And I think this is one of the big lessons for me this year. Like, because I don't know, man, this last six, seven years has been quite a journey for me personally. And I will say that, like, I've had a massive amount of transformation. And what I can say is that when you're in a low point, you, you, the battleground is not just holding the line of where you are, because I feel like that's when you get to the standard you hold the line, but it's fighting and grinding to where you want to be. And sometimes your standard is above where you are. And you got to figure out how to get there. That's part of your job. And that's exciting, man. I mean, part of getting here, getting to the point where I could get the new condo, I could get the new phone, I'm going to get a new car, I'm going to get a new computer, I'm going to do all the things that I want and need. <laughs> Fuck, man, I was about to live in a crack den, basically. Not, not literally. Yeah. But like, look at that, man. <laughs> I'm living in a, in, a, in a 19th floor condo with a deck that's new, brand new, no one's ever lived in it from going to live in a place that was like leaky little room in a teardown house in a year come on like that's fucking incredible i'm patting myself on the back right now because (laughs) everybody can do that but shit man like you might go through some pain to get where you want that's and you know that's the pain that you tolerate that's the pain where you go fuck this i'm gonna do it you know and you put up with the shit and the bullshit and the grind, but you get there because you know if you just put yeah. in the work and the time, you're going to get there. Yeah. And it's kind of like what we said very early in the conversation. Sometimes it's that pain that actually shows you what you want. Yes. And actually reveals like, oh, I don't want this. I want this. Right. And then from there, you can know, okay, you know what? I can, you know, you can make the adjustments that you need to make for, for the temporary time being. But otherwise, you know, it's you have the direction. Yes. You know, at least you have some clarity of where you want to go. Right. And you can start directing yourself in that way and moving in that that position. Okay, so um, I want to say this. I feel like what what I've what I've discovered from this talk is that standards are kind of an interesting thing. They are one is part of it is wherever you're at, you have a standard, you won't go any lower than where you're at. Then there's the ideal or the where you want to be. And that's a standard that you don't get to necessarily uphold yet. It's a standard you want to make in your life. So you kind of have, that's the one you're heading towards. But there's a standard you have wherever you're at. And you might get to the standard you want and then that will be the standard you won't bend on. And I think that standards are good like kind of milestone markers of growth. So you know you won't go backwards and you know where you want to go. And I think when you... Um, the battleground part of it is I'm going to fight to not get pushed back from this line, but I'm also going to fight to move forward to get to the line that I want to get to. So it's a kind of a combination. That's kind of how I'm seeing it right now after this talk Mm -hmm. to this point. That's kind of what's making sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Beer? Beer. Okay, guys, before we talk about the beer, I just want to say this, and we say this often, but the reason why we share our beer is Evan and I, we've been friends for a very long time, but what would happen is we'd get together, we were rewriting a script, and we would have a beer together, and we'd spend the first half hour to an hour just talking about our artist lives, and then we would get to the script writing. And after a while, we were like, man, these talks before we actually got into script writing were pretty good. Like, we should just record them for ourselves so we could re-listen. And then the idea of a podcast came along and whatever. Well, the beer is a tradition. It's something we do in the podcast where we have a craft beer because it's part of the origins of these conversations. Yeah. So when we're talking about a beer, this is not an ad. We love craft beer. They spur on the conversation. And this is the beer today. Yeah. So... What do we have, my man? And so this is from uh, Vancouver Island Brewing. And this, uh, I've had this one before, but I couldn't resist when I saw it because it's a seasonal. <laughs> it's so good. It's, uh, it's their Miss, Mr. Horn IPA. So it's kind of like, um, like they, they throw like, like there's like orange and cinnamon and like, so it's like wintry kind of mm. spices and stuff in this. And... It's so good. It's so good, man. Yeah, it's I've really, really, really enjoyed this beer. I don't know. Time of year, maybe. It's just the perfect brew. And it doesn't overpower. Like, you think, like, I'm, I'm throwing those flavors out, and some people sometimes are like, oh, I don't know. It's, that sounds it's like, like a lot, yeah. But it's, it's, it's not. not. It's beautiful. It's not too hoppy, either. It's got a good balance. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, so, tell us your thoughts, man. How, how, what did you come up with on this one? Yeah, I mean... For me, it's like, because I'll admittedly say, okay, we're going to talk about standards. All right. Like I had some certain reservations about it because, you know, I'm like, well, what are we going to say about standards exactly? Because I, I, I'm not in a place where I'm like, I'm like, yeah, were you like a militant? <laughs> yeah. You uphold your standards. I don't feel that way about it. I always think that these things are much more nuanced than, you know, a millions of YouTube videos with <laughs> three steps to holding your standards. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's not our style. No, that's not our style, and that's also not the way that uh, life works. Yeah. So, <laughs> in my experience, um, but really is, is, and this is what I love about our conversations, and it, it always shows me, like, why I think that attention is the greatest magic trick that we have as human beings because you pay attention to anything you pay attention to a conversation and you learn something new mm -hmm. about it and really standards for me my big thing out of this is like yeah no standards is integrity and that that's where they genuinely come from that's where a true standard comes from it comes from integrity and what is integrity integrity is what you would do when nobody is looking, hmm. you know, that's, that's one way of looking, but integrity is, it's, it's something within you. It is about who you are as a person. Hmm. It's got nothing to do about, you know, what's going on around you or why things are going on around you, but who are you? Who is the person that you are and that you want to be? That's what integrity is about. And so those standards, you know, that's what upholds 
you know, standards uphold your integrity, mm. you know, and, and so I think for me, that's where I'm getting sort of clarity around it is like, well, where do standards, where do my own standards really come from? And where can I recognize some of them as just being bullshit, yeah. as being egotistical nonsense, right? Just me wanting to be right, you know, because that can, or, that, that's or a huge to trap. be like, I want what I want. Or, yeah. you know, because I feel like that that's something that I'm battling a little bit because I've always kind of tried to avoid materialism or material things. But I've been looking at some of the things that I want, and I don't mean to cut you off, but no, no, no. Um, when it comes to things like even getting a new place, like that was a that was a bit of a, a pride moment because, man, I could okay, I can spend a little bit more, I can spend a little bit more, and I can get this, and I can get whatever. And for me, that I, I actually literally did that. I had a heart to heart with myself, and I said, Brandon, like, what, what do you, why, like, why do you want this? And and it was like, because I had this vision of inviting all my friends over and being like, look at my place, and we had a party in my house, and and I wanted this room. And it was for everyone else, not me. Yeah. And I said, no, Brandon, fine. That is your ego running wild right now. Mm-hmm. This, this as is nice this, as it sounds. As nice as it sounds. And it's not <laughs> that I won't do that in the future. But right now, it's really not smart for me, considering I have other goals and other things that I want to do. I still want to travel. I want to make some films. I want to buy a new car, buy a new computer. I start pushing uh, you know, my expenses further and further. It starts to get to the point where I can't afford to do other areas of my yeah. life. And that's where it was like, it was like, Brandon, you could entertain guests at your house or you could do your directing career in addition to everything else you're doing. Yeah. And I was like, uh, the directing career, because um, we can entertain each other in other ways. Yeah. I don't need to host massive parties. And that's not my dream or goal anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what I was totally. saying is just like, yeah, it's, it's, we really do like, got to keep our ego and pride in check with our standards because that's where the bullshit is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and our standards can be things that keep our ego in check, yeah, too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, man. This has That's been a, a good one, man. Yeah, this has been a really interesting chat. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm glad we did this. Me, too. All right. Well, I guess I don't have anything else to say, so that's it. That's it. See you later. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.